Before He Leaves by Jennifer Holmes. Johnny! I yelled up the stairs three times before I gave up and texted him instead. Texting my own kids in my own house irritates me, but I hate it a little less than trying to get the attention of a 17-year-old who always has headphones in. Johnny appears one minute later in the living room with a, hey mom, what you need? Two minutes later, we're sitting on the couch, each in our own corners, feet meeting in the middle, and I'm looking over his college application before we finalize it. He will need my credit card to pay the fee, so we have to finish this last part together. He explained to me that the student at the college assigned to help him through this process told him that if he called in, he could save $20 on the application. So I sat and watched him talk on the phone, read off my credit card numbers, and then pray together with this student. The application to Bible college and a pastoral theology degree is now complete. Suddenly, I think of the days coming so soon when I will no longer have irritation yelling up the stairs for his attention because he simply won't be there. Earlier that afternoon, I had dropped off my middle child, my grade 10 daughter, Ariana, at the church. She boarded a bus with her best friend, and they left for the Toronto airport to fly to Israel for two weeks. I've gotten more pictures and messages from other people on the trip I know than from my very independent girl. She, of course, is having the time of her life. It's just on the other side of the world from me. Thank goodness I have a 12-year-old Emma Doodles at home who is stuck with me for a while. College is on my mind lately, and it seems that every sermon illustration or funny story I hear is of some 18 to 22-year-old boy causing havoc and almost dying at college. I kid you not, the stories abound. I wonder if he'll be okay. I wonder if I'll be okay as these kids I've held and loved and raised start leaving me. But who can argue that spending winters in California instead of Ontario isn't a great idea? Along with all these stories of the chaos college-age kids can start, I've also realized something else. These people didn't stop growing and learning at 18. Somehow, even though I'm still learning and growing and maturing, I forgot that I don't have to make sure my kids are perfect by 18. God's not finished with them or me, or anyone yet. Still, I worry, does he remember to cook chicken all the way through? Does he know how to cook well enough to get through college? Will he eat a vegetable in the next four years? What about handling money? Thank goodness his friend taught him how to iron his own clothes. I could go crazy thinking about thousands of things. So I've decided for my teenagers, I want to focus on making sure one thing is solid before they go. Love. Do they love God and love others well? If they have those two things down, everything else will fall into place. There's no way I can anticipate everything they have to learn to prepare them for every situation the rest of their lives. While this mom would love that measure of control, it's just not possible. So I'm preparing myself to let them fly. Maybe let them cause a little chaos, make a few bad decisions, go through a few hard things. They will be okay, and I will too. 
I will remind them and pray over them that they love God and love others. And maybe I'll check on the chicken thing too, since I'm thinking about it. Well, Jen, thank you so much for sharing this piece with our community and for reflecting on the stage of launching a kid to a new season. I am not there yet, so I am tracking, but don't yet know this from personal experience. How are you emotionally preparing yourself for his departure? Well, I always thought I would be a mom that was really happy about the empty nest stage. Yeah. I I always thought that I would, I loved raising my kids, but I've loved each stage more than the last. And so I thought by the time I get to empty nester, I have all these plans and all these goals and it's going to be great. (laughs) And and then when he went to his first day of grade 12, I cried because I thought this is the beginning of the end with him. And um, so the thing that's getting me through is to focus on him. I'm so excited for him. Yeah. I'm excited that he gets to go away to college and have these new experiences. And so that's how I'm getting through instead of focusing on my own sadness. Not that I'm like trying to just shove it down or yeah. think about there, but just be excited for him and each new stage. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Well, um, part of the list of questions that we're asking writers this season, um, I'd love to start in on that with you and ask if you could talk to yourself as a younger mom, what would you tell her? Well, as I was thinking about this, I thought about our youngest daughter. I called mm-hmm. her Emma Doodles in the piece. Yeah. And um, she was by far the most difficult child. I cried every single day pretty much for five years because she was just so difficult. And the other two, when I would explain something to them, um, you know, they just got it. They figured it out. And Emma just was like banging your head against a wall. She just didn't seem to want to get it. Mm -hmm. And I thought if I could go back and tell my younger self how to deal with that, I would tell her not everything has to be accomplished in a day. Mm-hmm. Not, you don't form a child in the first year, you yeah. know? And, um, now she is, she's beautiful and well-rounded and respected and a hard worker and lovely to be around. She adds joy to our home. Mm-hmm. I don't cry over her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it's, she's just a, she's just a joy. And it took about seven years before yeah. she was that way. And I would tell myself, don't worry so much every day. Persevere. You'll get there eventually. Yeah. Well, that's a good word. And I know that many moms just feel really in the weeds of whatever season they might be in and knowing that seasons come and go and that there is oftentimes growth or change or something that brings you to a mellower place in your parenting journey. In what ways have you grown or changed as your kids have grown? Uh, I think it's somewhat similar to my first answer, but I am just so much more calm. Mm-hmm. And I I used to spend a lot of my days with my to-do list and my my tasks and worrying about my kids. I also homeschooled for the first 10 years yeah. of my kids' journey. And so it just seemed like life was an unending to-do list. And it was hard for me to be present and enjoy my children. And I know that's 
so cliche, but as the years have gone on, just like you said, I've mellowed so much and I love to have those fun times with my kids. And right now with, I don't know what it's like where you are, but we're under stay at home order. And yes. so um, we're having lots of time together and um, which is a blessing with my son going away soon too, but, uh, but we're enjoying times of just setting aside the to-do list and baking cookies in the kitchen or watching a movie or things like that. And mm-hmm. that's my biggest change is just being able to enjoy motherhood while I still see it as a job and a very important job. It's yeah. not only a job. I can yeah. also see it as something to be enjoyed. Mm, that's beautiful. What would you say is the best or worst advice you've gotten about parenting in the past? So for worst, it wasn't advice. It was just the way it was delivered. And so I used to have someone in my life who talked to me through my kids, like gave me advice through my kids all the time. Like, you know, when they would pick up the baby and they would say, oh, you poor thing. Doesn't your mother know that it's cold outside and you should have an add on? Oh, yes. (laughs) I've I've heard that before. (laughs) So Um, if you're listening, please don't ever give a mom advice that way. Yeah. It will. doesn't matter if it's good advice she just won't listen. Um, but for good advice, um, as I mentioned before, my, my youngest daughter was a very difficult child and my mom's best friend when I was growing up became one of the ladies I most admired in my life. And Mm -hmm. she heard me at church one day trying to deal with Emma because Emma didn't care if we were out in public, she was still going to do it. And I was in the back hall trying to just get her to calm down And I came out of the back hall with her and this lady took me, her name was Tammy. She, she took me, made me look at her and stop. And she said, imagine what that child will do for God. If you can turn their will towards him. Mm -hmm. And that was a turning point in my, a very distinct turning point in my journey with Emma. Mm -hmm. And she just helped me to realize I, I didn't need to, um, I didn't need to break her will. I didn't need to conform her to some version of something she was not. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to make her into this perfect little robot. I needed to just make her love God and use all of that energy and all of that will and strength that she had for mm-hmm. him instead. And it totally changed my philosophy of parenting. Mm, that's really awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And my last question is a little bit, I don't know, very appropriate for a stay-at-home order time. <laughs> what is something you're watching and enjoying right now? So I have an obsession with only watching one show at a time. Mm-hmm. So I am on like the fourth season of The Mentalist right now. <laughs> okay, nice. I haven't seen that. Oh, I, it's like a like a crime show, um, yeah. but with a twist. And I like shows that kind of like wrap up at the end of the episode, you know, like, you know, who did it at the end and it's nice and light and easy for me right now. Yeah. And um, then with our kids, we're watching um, the James Bond movies on movie night. So nice. That's really fun. 
Yeah, I haven't heard of that show, but I, um, I'm with you. I kind of follow one show for a long time until I've watched everything there is to watch about it. I don't really <laughs> pick and choose others. Um, but right now we're in the middle of the office because I never watched that the first time around. And so oh, we started okay. we started at the beginning a month or two ago and I don't know, watched one or two or three episodes every night. Yeah, yeah, it's a popular show. I just watched uh, Some Good News with John Krasinski and that was fun online. Yeah, it's really cool. Well, Jen, I so appreciate you contributing to our community and sharing this piece with us, this series, and hope that you guys stay safe in this shelter in place time that we're in and take care. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I always enjoy working with you guys.